the judge that always regards you as insufficient. And so I was trying to work that out in the chapter. And this is something I've had to work out a lot as a clinical psychologist. It's like, well, let's say you need a goal, but we don't want to let your distance from the goal crush you. So you've got to set up a goal, and then you've got to make the goal, break the goal down into parts so that you can move towards it, and you have a fairly high likelihood of doing it. So that, that's a bit, bit of practical, I wouldn't say advice, it's, it's, because it's better than advice. It's, it's some practical knowledge about how to go about achieving an aim. Set a high aim, but differentiate it down so you know what the next step is, and then make the next step difficult enough so you have to push yourself past where you are, but, but also provide yourself with a reasonable probability of success. It's also what you do with children, right? You, you want to push them because they need to grow up and be more than they are, right? But you don't want to crush them with constant failure. So what you do is aim high and make the goal difficult but proximal. So anyways, so that's one, 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 one way of looking at it. But then the next thing is, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've had clients, many clients in their 30s, who are trying to, this is more true with women, I would say. A lot of women who are very high achieving and who established their career goals at 30, and then want to differentiate out, their, differentiate out their life. They want to have a husband, they want to have a family, they're trying to figure out how to do that. And one of the things I've noticed that around 30, you really have to stop comparing yourself in some ways to other people. And the reason for that is that the particularities of your life are so idiosyncratic that there isn't anyone really all that much like you, you know, because the details of your life happen to matter. And so maybe you compare yourself to some rock star or something like that, and, you know, the person's rich and famous and glamorous and all that, but, you know, they're alcoholic and they use too much cocaine and they've had three divorces, and it's like, how the hell do you make sense out of that? Is that someone that you should judge yourself harshly against or not? The answer is you don't know, because you don't know all the details of their lives. And who do you know that you can compare yourself to? We're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I feel so bad for him. He works all week so hard. And he screws up the first thing he does. First thing he does. Am I unmuted, Parker, or am I just talking through Chris's mic? He don't got you up. Poor Parker. Hello. All right. Now I got a mic of my own. Yeah. Maybe. Welcome to uh, episode 11 of How Valid is the Validity, 11, 11 weeks, 12 weeks in total, 11 weeks, um, 11 weeks of shows. How are you, Chad? I'm kicking like a pack of ninjas. Uh, you know what? Can you do something different? I'm ready for a different response. All right. So next week, can you think of something else? I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm better now. I'm better. Parker, Good. you all right? Are you? No. <laughs> Things aren't going well. Parker is not happy. He is not happy right now. He uh, he was so excited about this uh, this video stream thing that we bought, uh, Black Magic, I think it's called a, a Black Magic Mini that allows you to uh, s switch between screens and he can do all kinds of stuff except start the show on time. Maybe we gave him too much to do. I'd say probably yes. I'm starting to think that way. I think that he needs to um, maybe take some uh, classes in anger management. He gets really upset fast. 
Well, he learns that from you. Maybe. What a what a week. What a week. Another one. I guess Nashville, the end of Nashville's coming up uh July eighteenth. There's gonna be no more Nashville. Man, again? Yeah, no, not the show. Oh. Um yeah. I thought it already got canceled twice. No, 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 no. This is a this is a, a letter uh that was written uh I don't even know how to put this. Somebody placed this it's an advert ad, advertisement. It's an advertisement. <laughs> Uh, but somebody obviously didn't read it. Uh, it was not. It was not read. Well, I mean, in fairness, every person I've talked to in uh, radio and any kind of media outlet, that ads are dropping like crazy. So they're probably taking most anything they can. Well, get. That, that, that's right. You know, that, that's correct. I mean, the, the the ad revenue has probably just been nuts. The the, the thing that I've got an issue with is this. Uh, you know, the help that the federal government's giving businesses. Because businesses, in some regard, um, places like the Tennessean, who obviously are going to get PPP, I would think, although they were making some give it back. So maybe maybe, maybe Tennessean was too big to give money to. Point being is that, you know, some businesses that I've talked to uh, have actually made out pretty well uh, with, with, with the assistance they've gotten from the government you know, almost as good or, or if not some cases better than they would have if they had been in business. I, I, I wonder if the Tennesseans that way. The, the bottom line is with this thing, so July 18th, 2020, this Christian group uh, is saying that uh, Muslims are going to, Islam is going to detonate a nuclear device in Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Do, we, do we know which Christian group? Because that's a very broad statement. Well, they are kind of, I'm not going to lie. It is kind of a, you, it, it, the, the website is uh, www.july18.news. So one of two things could be here. Th- this could be something that they feel uh, it's coming in revelations or whatever the case is, or they wanted people to go to this website more because I went to it uh, last night. I went to it and tried to, and it's basically a preacher, uh, you know, preaching whatever, gospel uh, that he believes in or whatever they're doing. And, and, uh, and it's just a lot of videos, very interesting because the guy goes through timelines. He maps out timelines throughout things in the Bible. Basically he says that the Bible prophecy specifies that Donald Trump is the final president of the United States, which I mean, some people are probably not happy about that, but president Trump has been uh, typified by many biblical leaders as and is marked in God's word. So I, I can honestly say that this is probably not uh, God's word. Um, I'm guessing uh, that Donald Trump is not the, the was. What if, the, what if he wasn't your president to begin with? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I, here's the question. If you were in your local paper and there, and there was a, uh, a, a, an advertisement from a, a Christian group or some paid advertisement and said there was going to be a nuclear bomb going off on a specific date. Would you maybe take a day off and go out of town that day? You know, I, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, I mean, how far are you going to go? I mean, if it hits Nashville, well, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's wiping out lots of things. Well, yeah. I mean, it's going to take out Nashville or whatever, but I'm saying like, maybe I should go home that day, leave pancakes here. Don't tell Parker where I'm going. Have him come to work. No? Well, somebody's got to keep the show going, I guess. I, I don't know. 
we're we're eleven weeks into this thing now, so we we're in it. A lot of lot of people got in trouble. I, I'm going to say that the next bit of news that was interesting this week, obviously, is the Bubba Wallace. Oh gosh, NASCAR debacle. And to to put that in perspective, uh, you know, there was a in California in San Andreas and San Diego. I'm not sure it's at one of those sandy places. But there was a, a, a mayor that uh, saw some nooses, uh, you know, ropes that were made into nooses uh, hanging from a tree in a park. And she declared them racist and, um, and, and to be torn down and, and, you know, made a big hubbub about it. Ends up being a, a black personal trainer who was putting things up in the park to help people exercise. And Oh, wow. So, so to back up to the NASCAR thing, though, I mean, for people who don't watch NASCAR or know NASCAR, I mean, this was a huge deal. So NASCAR came out and said someone put a noose in Bubba Wallace's um, pit stall, which he's he's the only um, African-American driver in the uh, sort of sort of. Um, he, he previously ran a Black Lives Matter car. Um, he held up his fist during the, uh, national anthem, I think. So, um, and then NASCAR also, um, announced they were banning Confederate flags at, uh, NASCAR events, NASCAR properties. Um, so the first place they go to after this is my home state of Alabama. Um, what do you mean? So it, that's the next track they went to Talladega where all this happened. Oh, right. So, and if you've never been to Talladega, there's essentially one, one two lane road in and out of there. Um, it's out in the middle of nowhere. And I guess there are lots of people upset about the banning of the flag. Um, well, yeah, they so, flew, they flew, somebody flew a flag yeah, over so the stadium, right? So apparently they lined up down the side of this road and were flying flags off of trucks. Somebody put one on a plane and flew it over the stadium or whatever. But then um, Bubba Wallace's crew says, hey, we found a noose in our garage stall. And NASCAR goes on this big frenzy. They alert all the media. They say, we're not going to stand for this. The next day, all the drivers push his car out in a, you know, a symbol of unity, which, uh, you know, that's I'm all for the unity and, and stuff. But, I mean, you had Marty Smith, who was a uh, commentator, literally in tears, crying about this situation on TV, and uh, as well as numerous other reporters. And uh, people were really going off about this, that how dare somebody do this. And NASCAR was essentially accusing a NASCAR employee... Of doing it. Of doing this. Right, because they're only only the, 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 the guys from his pit are, are able to... Right, they're... Are, right, well, so n- normally, outside of COVID... Um, you could there as a fan, you could get into the pits or do things like that, but they're restricting. They've just now opened it back up to the public and only 5,000 people could get into this race, but nobody was allowed in the pits or around the drivers or any of that kind of stuff. They're all the social distancing stuff. So the only person who could do it would be a NASCAR employee, an employee of one of these crews. So the FBI comes in and does an investigation. So here's the, here's the, the crux to the, the matter. Do not open your big mouth before you understand what is going on, right? Don't cry racism 
and 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 all this stuff before you know what's going on. I mean, that that's because what they determined was it was a garage pull down that right. had been there at least since 2017. There are pictures of it back then, which is a very common thing. So there was no hate crime. There was no. I mean, but a noose in a rope. I mean, it'd be one thing if somebody hung it from his rearview mirror, you know, or something, you know, but I mean, I, whatever. I, I, it, it's over. But the bottom line is now this guy's getting some serious, some serious scolding. Oh, on. my God. And so that's a good question, too. So, you know, I can understand that you want to, you know, you, your first instinct is to go to racism. He's the only black driver, which, I mean, by itself, if you know anything about NASCAR drivers and people that work i mean these are the most non-racist that any i mean and i've met a lot of course through my connections with with certain folks but met a lot of people i mean this is not a racial thing i mean this is a, a very much just a racing that's what they care about i mean it's, and it's they get more pissed off about what beer you drink than than what color you are and it's such a team sport i mean maybe people don't realize how much a team sport it is because you just see the driver but those guys in the garage are such a tight. Sure. You know, these guys yeah. train together. They live together. It's insane. All right. So, I mean, it's over. So don't cry. Don't cry wolf before. I mean, it's the same lesson that's been known for a million and 10 years. Uh, the Trump administration officials say U.S. will shut down, will not shut down the economy again. And so we've been looking at uh, numerous uh, things uh, you know, Chad's big thing today was the the, the face masks are, are basically worthless uh, as the paper they're printed on. Um, you know, and everybody's wearing the paper mask. You don't you don't really see a lot of people wearing the thicker P ninety five masks, right? In ninety five masks, and whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I don't care what letter it is. Nobody knows. You only you. Maybe so there. So there's that, and and then there there's the cool new trendy thing of people are making these masks out of pretty much t-shirts um oh i mean there's no way a bandana i mean you're sucking in your own filthy air yeah and, and so today the governor the governor of north carolina um extended phase two of their safer at home order for another three weeks minimum and made it mandatory that if you leave your home you must wear a, a face covering outside they also required all businesses to require anybody that comes in there. So if if the business doesn't uphold that, they can be cited for violating these restrictions. If you are a customer that goes into a business anywhere in the state of North Carolina without a mask, you can be cited for trespassing, according to the governor. Okay, so this is going to happen with more people. I mean, there, eventually your city or state or government is going to, it's going to start getting spikes. That's what's going on right now in Florida. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I hate, this has become so political. I mean, it's down to the fact that, that protests do not warrant talks about the spread of COVID, but Donald Trump's rally does, you know, now I'm not, I don't care if five people show up or, or a million people. I, that's not my point. My point is that it goes back to this narrative that we, as citizens of the United States, again, are in the crosshairs of people that are just trying to live and, and figure out what the hell to do and, and work and do their life are in the crosshairs of this 
political shit that is not valid. The validity uh, is not valid, right? So we we don't know how to make, you can't make a decision. Fauci has changed the narrative of the coronavirus uh, uh, over eight times. This has gone from no mask to masks, to stay inside, to protesting's okay, to uh, this never, it's never ended, you know? And, and so the point of it is, is, and the Chad brought up today, um, which is, you know, what are, if people stand up, if you stand up and, and say, I'm, I'm, this is enough is enough is enough. I'm not listening to any, nobody knows what they're talking about. The city governments don't know what they're talking about. The county governments, the state governments, the federal government, nobody knows how to handle this. Their only uh, thing they're doing is throwing money at it. They're opening it, shutting it. They're telling they're scaring the shit out of you and then they're closing it. They're opening it, going to phase whatever. Which did you, did you watch the uh, the congressional hearing on this where they, they brought in Dr. Fauci and several of the other, I mean, it literally Congress is saying, what else do you need? And they say, we're good. We're good. Thanks for all the money that you've been giving us. And Congress said, do you need more money? And they said, eh, well, I think we're good right now. We'll let you know is essentially what they said. Uh, but but here's the other thing is that we're we're literally we're making not even laws because this this governor I mean, just speaking in this one case for instance is just making this order to say this is what you're going to do as the rain starts to rain very heavily here that's right um, <laughs> this is what you're going to do and there's no recourse on that and so number one. It, it, so this happened in um, in California as well, and uh, there was a a lawyer who said, "Hey, it, they were debating the fact of should you we require masks." The the council was or whatever there, and the lawyer said, "Hey, give us the facts. Tell us how requiring everyone to wear a mask um, medically tell us tell us the facts of it, so we know." They couldn't provide a single fact supporting that wearing mask actually helps. Um, and then, so they take a group of people to, to the, the city council building, whatever it is, and they all are wearing masks and, and they're, they're checking their, um, their O2 stats the whole time. Well, some of these people, their O2 stats were dropping into a, a range that could, I mean, could kill you. Um, and essentially what these masks are doing, um, it, it, it limits airflow, obviously. So when you're breathing out, what you're breathing back in is carbon monoxide with a little bit of oxygen mixed in. You know, the, the, and people say, I, I saw the thing, if you come and you walk through an intensive care unit or whatever, you would understand. Here's the thing, that those masks that, that they wear are designed for a sterile environment. Right. So, but, the, but the N95 masks are, that's more that, that, that's made for well, construction, dust particles. But the point being here, well, is, according to the FDA, they said even a properly fitting N95 mask does not prevent illness or death. I mean, there's a, this website here, which is called the healthy America. Okay. I, I'm with you. I mean, we could talk about this all night long. The, the bottom line is that most people, it's a fit. It's, it's whoever it's a thing where it, it's, it's a, it's a, let's just call it a, um, what do they call those when you take a sugar pill, a placebo effect, Yeah. right? 
I mean, it's not, even if it doesn't help you, some people are just going to wear a mask. But the thing about it is what the, what these businesses are doing and what, and what government's doing is it doesn't, you're saying it, it could kill you. You're saying it hurts you. The government's going by the fact that wearing a mask isn't, it's safer to wear a mask. And if somebody dies, you can't blame us. We told you to wear masks. We're trying to get the economy back open. That's about as good as we got because we don't know what else to do. So what making people wear masks, there's, there's a minority of people that will listen to this right here. That's it. So a majority of the people will say, I'll wear a mask. And if I die, it, it, it was the government. It's, they can't say it was the government's fault. And well, that's, that's all this is. Ex- except for the fact that every, everything listed tells you it makes it creates more of a risk for you. All right. I don't I don't care about what you say. All right. I don't care about your stupid website and your stupid or the facts. Or the, or facts. the facts. I'm telling you, we're coming closer to communism. You could you could drown people in the facts. You could drown them in it and they you could take them to the water, but they will not drink. We have gotten to the point now where nobody knows what to think or how to feel about anything because every time you turn around for something that you read and go, that makes sense. You turn around and somebody says something, or in this case, makes you do something, and you have no choice. Right. Well, I mean, it, going back to the communi- communism or dictatorship or whatever, referring to North Carolina, the, the Congress there has passed two separate bills trying to open the state back up, specifically um, opening up gyms, opening up bars, things like that. And the governor has vetoed both of those bills. So these are bills that passed both the House and the Senate in North Carolina, and the governor alone vetoed that. Well, and, and, and that's the thing. You, you can't, listen, everybody, understand this. This is where the rubber meets the road in the sense that you have got to change how you vote. And all this has done is, is Bernie Madoff. It's Bernie Madoff, the whole uh, political system, because... You cannot, these people, you, they have shown their asses. As long as there's nothing wrong, as long as the world is just going along and they, all they have to do is deal, you know, shovel out money and the social programs and bitch about abortion and, and black and white and education and immigration, as long as that's the only thing that these people have to talk about and not really even do anything about Freaking a hundred years. It's the same thing over and over. And when we finally get tested, literally, but when it finally comes down to the testing of it all, when we finally get it to a point where we had a catastrophe worldwide and in this country, this all these freaking governments didn't know what to do. And their first instinct is to pass out a bunch of money i don't know what else to tell you if you don't understand why things don't get done in a certain amount of time i'm and i'm about to show you something in a little bit that's going to show you that over time things have gotten better but here's the issue when i was in high school i was the student body president my junior year and our parking lot was gravel with potholes you could fish in. And I wanted to use money from the student government to fix this 
parking lot. But here's the caveat. It was not going to be able to be fixed for years. So four or five years down the road, this parking lot would not be able to be paved. It would take that long to raise the money to pave this parking lot. These people did not want or did not care about a legacy of doing something for their future students. They were more concerned about what that money was going to do for them this year and while they were in school. Let me explain something to you. That was student government. The same rule applies to Congress, to state governments, to city governments, and to people that are dealing with the situation at the time. If I come to you and said, listen, truthfully, I, I want to do something that's going to help not you, but your children. Some people, no problem. But a lot of people, not for that. They want results and they want things right now. And that is, that is a very difficult thing for human, a human being to accomplish in their mind is to say, I know that what I'm doing might not benefit me, but it will benefit the future. It will benefit the future. Has anybody ever watched The Patriot? I mean, Mel Gibson sacrificed a lot for, for, for this country. That's a joke. But the idea is the same. Civil War, Revolutionary War, whatever the case is, are the Revolutionary War for, for, for sure, those men died and did some horrific things to one another and, and died horrific deaths to have the sovereignty of this nation that we, we have now. Can you bring up the can you bring up clip six for me? Just everybody, I just want to say this. Relax. It's not as bad as you think. And if all you do is watch the media, it's gonna it's a problem in your life. You're gonna shorten your life. Play this. This is Steven Steven Pinker. You can always fool yourself into seeing a decline if you compare bleeding headlines of the present with rose-tinted images of the past. What does the trajectory of the world look like when we measure well-being over time using a constant yardstick? Let's compare the most recent data on the present with the same measures 30 years ago. Last year, Americans killed each other at a rate of 5.3 per 100,000, had 7% of their citizens in poverty, and emitted 21 million tons of particulate matter and 4 million tons of sulfur dioxide. But 30 years ago, the homicide rate was 8.5 per 100,000, poverty rate was 12%, and we emitted 35 million tons of particulate matter and 20 million tons of sulfur dioxide. What about the world as a whole? Last year, the world had 12 ongoing wars, 60 autocracies, 10% of the world population in extreme poverty, and more than 10,000 nuclear weapons. But 30 years ago, there were 23 wars, 85 autocracies, 37% of the world population in extreme poverty, and more than 60,000 nuclear weapons. True, last year was a terrible year for terrorism in Western Europe with 238 deaths, but 1988 was worse with 440 deaths. 60 autocracies, 
10% of the world population in Europe with 238. Well, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get some things figured out here. His transitions today are great. He, he, he really does have it down. He's upset at me. Oh. I bought him a new toy and he, and he, and he doesn't accept it. So here, here's the issue. The only people making the narrative of this country or the whole world for that matter being bad is the media. I don't, not just CNN, but Fox. And, and I say that as a generalization because social media, TV and radio, it's all the same. If you listen, I listen, I, I am a more conservative person. I vote with my pocketbook and small government. That is how I grew up. I've been in politics a long time. That's how I feel. Uh, that is what it is. On social issues, I can go more liberal, and I feel in that case that individualism is the is how it is. I mean, I think people should be able to make their own choices, and and so you get into this gray line that where if your individual choices start affecting me, right? And so today's uh, conspiracy corner. Later on, I want you know this is this is going to be a big this is a big deal tonight. Uh, because you are going to, you are going to see with some of the stuff that we've found and dug up where stuff that this has been going on for a hundred years, Russian intervention, uh, especially with, with, with communism and, 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 and socialism. But there is one man, there's one man that has really done a lot to progress and to give people the correct information, really two guys, but one in particular, uh, Ed, uh, uh, G. Edward Griffin. And we are going to listen to some things that I think are going to open your eyes to a whole nother world of, of, of what the hell is going on because it all applies to now. Because just like that guy was saying right there, just like Pinker was saying right there, the issue is these things have taken years and years and years to progress to get to these points. You know, more policing, uh, you know, more hospitals, more, more literacy, pro, uh, literacy pro programs. The, these things are happening all over the world. Um, and, and obviously at worldwide, they are, things are getting better. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time in South America and Brazil particularly. I mean, it is, it is a nice country. You know, it, it is a very beautiful country and the people are not. They, they have technology and they, and they buy things and they do, and they go places and they do things. I mean, it's not, but you would never know that, uh, you know, and when they show the Amazon burning down, like it's, you know, when I was a kid, the Amazon, I remember there being a, a ticker for the Amazon forest and it was, we were just cutting it down and, and, and burning it and everything was going wrong with it all the time. And I remember being scared shitless as a kid. This is what we're doing to our kids, right? Could you imagine what, what we're doing to our kids right now? Because when I was in school, I got a little bit of the, a, a tiny bit of communism and a and nuclear war. But the more I, the, the real things that I got in the eighties that I remember that were burned into my head, that we would be out of gasoline and we would have no oxygen because the ozone layer was going to burn up and the Amazon forest was, was a, our big oxygen maker and it was going to be gone. And here we are. And now I've spent this kind of time in Brazil and I see how much bull it is because it is the media 
trying to scare people. You buy things based on things that scare you. That is a very big deal in capitalism. You, if I don't want to get ahead of myself <laughs> because I want, I want to under, I want you to understand that capitalism is a form of, of government. It's a form of a way to, for a society to live. Capitalism and communism and socialism are forms of ways for people to live in a society. So point being is all these, you can look at good things in socialism and communism even. The Karl Marx form of communism was a glorified form that told you, that made you feel like this made a lot of sense. The problem is once you try to apply it, it doesn't. We're going to show you why. Because human beings have have any have a biological in it inert way of dealing with things when they're in certain situations. Can you please play uh let's see uh clip three? What is the bar- what's the, the barrier for? I let people in and out. Let people in and out. All right. So strong borders. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's very important. We gotta keep people out that we don't want. We know who's coming in. We know where they're coming from. You just have to know who's coming here. Here, you know? True, true. How else are you going to do that without a big wall? No, you need a big wall, biggest wall possible. If you're going to get rid of the police, the first thing you need is a bunch of armed men uh, enforcing your rules, right? Yeah, so in CHOP, what we're doing, we're abolishing the police and replacing it with kind of a group of officials who kind of, they're there to kind of enforce the agreed upon rules that we come up with. Okay. Yeah. That's excellent. That's the number one thing you should do as soon as you get rid of the police. Yeah, we're gonna, there's strong borders because right now, you know, we can't trust the police. We're gonna have a better form of police in here, but it won't be police. The Seattle People's Department. I like that name, that's good. SPD, yeah, I like that. Wonderful, we'll call it the SPD. So they take a look at me and this thing would be racially profile me. And then because of that, um, I've had people come up to me and ask me for my ID asked me to prove who I am, have told me that I can't go into a place or, or move, have asked uh, the press that we're with to, to show their credentials. Of course, these are people that haven't been voted into power, haven't been, um, have just seized power in that area and decided that, well, quite frankly, just violate whatever civil rights they feel like I shouldn't deserve at that time. Again, it's people controlling other people because they think they know better. I mean, that that's, you have to understand something. If you do not believe in the Bible, no problem. If you do not believe anything in the Bible at all, believe this. The one thing that God said, biblically, is that man was not made to govern themselves. So regardless of your feelings towards religion, this one thing from religion is very true. We do not know how to govern ourselves. In the history of humanity, there's never been one form of government that has worked 100%. Okay? So, CHOP, in this case, you have a governor and a mayor of a, of a major city that has allowed you to take six blocks 
four, six, whatever the case is, and do whatever you want. And your goal going in is communism. The communist thought, the Marxist thought of, you know, leisure. We are just going to take care of each other and we're all going to just hang out and we're going to fish today and, and, and sing tomorrow. And, but we're going to take care of each other. But the problem is this, that works as long as everybody is on the same page. But I don't know about you, Chad, but I've never met anybody that I was on the same page with. I've met people that I've been on the, in the same book, Yeah, but I've never met people that I've been on the same page with. So, and these are some, and some of these guys shouldn't have got out of, of some of these people should be wearing helmets, right? And there's no question the, the, the media and these kind of people, because the, the, obviously that guy is very, uh, you know, right centered, right, right winger. Right. And, but CNN, you know, we're going to show you a clip. I mean, this is disgusting. It's disgusting. Play the clip of the mayor. Lack of understanding of why people are in the street. They're in the street fighting a system of domination, and he doesn't understand that. And his response is always one that's bellicose and militaristic, but he doesn't honor the military in that way either, as you've seen from the line of generals that have disputed him. So I think he says dominate because he is totally does not understand what is happening in America, and he is desperately trying to start the old fights and the old divisions that put him in power in the first place. How long do you think Seattle and those few blocks looks like this? I don't know. We could have the summer of love. <clears throat> That's how disgusting this whole this whole thing is. Now, now our statement is it's time for people to go home. But do you know, do you know why? Well, yeah, two two deaths and fourteen shot. And, and it's now encompassing, from what I understand, her house. So, Oh, geez. I don't even want to discuss. <laughs> I mean, if you want to know how perverted this gets, Beverly Hills, they were trying to be protesters that were going to take over Beverly Hills. And the city there shut that down immediately and did it on the back of COVID. So you have all those people in Beverly Hills that have gave millions and millions of dollars to bail these people out of jail for doing looting and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to their backyard, no, 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 Mr. Rockefeller, please. Uh, you're going to need to go out the back. Right. So my, my thing is, you, you mean their homes that are guarded by armed security guards, right? That they don't need the police. And, and that could be, that's a whole nother deal. Point being is this is some disgusting shit. I mean, CNN is one way they're saying they've gone on and said, you know, it's, it's, it's peaceful. It's this, that, and the other. Let me show you how unpeaceful. Let me show you how unpeaceful this, this place is. This is, this is what happens. This is the st phase two of idiots. We just got told there's another group they're meeting with there and then they'll be moving in a few minutes. So be ready. Are you over there? Is there 18 audio? Use a gun. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Take, take the clip out and put it back in. No, no one's gonna like fucking ask me walking in here than No, just just come right back in. Hell no, bro. Uh, keep the bell down. Hey, hey, keep the bell, keep that down. <laughs> it's a shame they didn't keep it up. Hey, if they arrest me, you got my bond. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Hey, I got you, just don't say any names. Sitting down and knocking out, you better not mumble in that. And if you're ever getting a seat out and you're trying to get some cover, make sure you get to the rear wheel of the car. Get, get where the tires are at. Yeah. And sometimes it's simple, but that's not as, you know. Engine, engine block and tires. I mean, this guy is wearing this guy is wearing some serious ride gear. I mean, he has he has the he has the the armor above his neck up into his face, full ride gear almost, passing out guns to eighteen year olds who do, who've never shot a gun. Obviously, it looks like in their whole life. Oh, he couldn't even remove the, uh, the so, magazine. So this is the guy that this is the guy that um, has taken over the the police force. Okay, the uh, the people's, the people's SPD dude, SPD, yeah, SPD uh, the San Diego or the, the the Seattle Police Department. What a, that that's funny by itself. I mean that, yes. that's that's one of the funniest. We're gonna call it the SPD. It's the original. So this is what happens. So we the first thing we these people want to do is build walls to keep people out, guard those walls. Everything that Trump wants to do. That they're against, but when they have their own slice of of a of a country, the first thing they do is put up walls and stick guards on them, and then within the place, they put in their own force, not with nine millimeters and tasers, but with AK forty sevens. The very things they want to take off the abolish. street. Yeah. So, where, speaking of, where did these things come from? Right, and so when this all comes to suit, this rapper guy ought to have his house uh, devastated and and just beat. It it should look like what John Wick did when he was getting the guns out of his basement. He had to, he had to take a sledgehammer to the concrete floor and beat the shit out of his place because he buried his stuff. He didn't want to. He didn't want to ever go back. I didn't see that movie. Well, you you should. It's really good. That progresses. So all these narratives, understand this. This is what happens every time this shit occurs. This is why we can't get anything done. And I got to be honest with you, everybody. If you dig into this a little bit further and you look at the communist aspect, it will, it will make you want to throw up. I did not realize I, communism was something they talked about on Archie Bunker. I'm all in the family. Communism was something they talked about in the 70s and 80s. Did they run that 60s. show anymore? No. Maybe. I don't know. But regardless, I mean, the thing about it is this is something that wasn't a part of communism was something I thought didn't really even exist or was not remotely a thing in the United States anymore because they quit taking people away for going to meetings. But now I can understand if you're a kid and you're going to college and you're going and you're young and you and you're pissed off at the world and it's not the world's not giving you everything that you want communism is a freaking oasis that really is a serious oasis it's not there it does not exist but the idea of it is really something that i wish we could all aspire to because the idea of it is truly amazing karl marx was not an idiot karl marx believed really in people more than he did understood even though capitalism paid for his commun his his communist thoughts understand that Inglis, his buddy was a, was a capitalist who paid for him to get his literature out 
which is, our, you know, it is what it is. But the idea, the ideas of, of communism and the ideas were ones that made sense. And his and, and the reasons he said capitalism were bad was bad made sense. It is what's going on. You take the talents of other people and you you use use them for profit. Right. But the problem is. The one thing that that you have to understand is that people that have a talent do not necessarily have a business ability. Right. I'm a good performer for what I do, but I've never been able to have the whatever to get me to the next level. So either my work ethic or I put my energy in a different place or whatever the case is, I wasn't Elon Musk. I wasn't these other people that have a business mindset or got involved with somebody that had a business mindset and took and could take it to the masses. That's the problem with communism and socialism. And really socialism and communism are not about taking your stuff and passing it out to everybody else. It's really about taking the guys at the top one to 5% and passing it out. So anything over what you need goes to everybody else. The problem is if you're an, if you're an idiot with money, you don't deserve people, what people have worked for. And so the things that Chad talked about with North Carolina governors and the things that going on with the mayor in Seattle and the things that are going on with these different Democrats, especially I'm not, don't make any words about mince any words about it. I mean, a lot of these problems are coming out of democratic areas. There is a, there is a problem with that. If there is systemic racism in this country, there is a serious freaking problem with a democratic message, Democrat and a liberal message, because it is not fixing these social problems. If anything, it's made it worse. This is the worst social disaster that the United States has gone through since the 60s. So you can't say that Democrats and liberal thought has done much for social ideology. But neither is Republicans, right? So Republicans haven't done anything in conservatism. You understand that, right? Republicans were supposed to be conservatives, small government. Your wallet is my wallet. Obviously, that has not happened either. Conservatives have let liberals pass out money like it's candy with no explanation or no foundation for any of it. It's awful. So there is no good left or right. We're just stuck out here hoping that it gets better. And for some ungodly reason, it has gotten better with stuff. People have more money. There is less poverty in this world. More people eat. More people work. More people have stuff. We have stuff so much that we have to bitch about things that didn't have any, that we would have been bitching about the stuff we didn't have. So we bitch about other things. Interesting situation. And that all leads us to this freaking mess of tearing down the history of the United States. We're in that. What in the fuck is going on here? You cannot tear down statues. You can proposition they be torn down. Like, right. I mean. Relocated. Relocated. I mean, no, I wouldn't even relocate them. I mean, there are certain people in history that should not have a statue. Okay. And, and I understand that. 
I'm not exactly sure. Being a Civil War buff and somebody that appreciated what people did and how people dealt with it from blacks to whites to the French to the Irish to the English who all had a part in the Civil War and died and horrible deaths with a and some most of these people had brains the size of a peanut as far as ignorance they had no idea you you know people don't get that that these people that fought really never lived they were they were pawns in a, in a, in whatever else was going on and you can look at it a thousand different ways the south was specifically trying to save slavery it was definitely a part of that situation, no question about it, as they were moving west. The, 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 the North was not necessarily, didn't necessarily care, but they wanted slavery abolished. And it happened, you know, all that shit plays a part in this. My point to you is that these people that fought that war, like most wars, they don't, the people fighting it, which is the majority of people that die, don't know what what even they're doing there other than civic pride and and state pride in that case. These statues that people are trying to tear down and now going back to the revolution, you and now Jesus, for God's sakes. Oh. I know, don't I mean, right? But it it is asinine. Well this this cancel culture that we're in is just incredible. What is cancel culture? I mean, it, it's you get you try to get rid of anything that could offend anyone. I mean, you 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 take away cartoon dogs that play police officers because you don't want kids to think that all cops are good. Like it, it, we're we're taking the most extreme measures. I, I don't. I I mean, this is not a we thing. No, I mean. I'm saying as a nation, it's, I, I don't think this, this is, this is a minority report, right? It's a minority situation, uh, that we're, that we're dealing with. It's a small group of people that think that this is how this goes. I'm sick of this shit, right? I mean, it, it, it's, it's getting to the point now where it's like, you know, smart black people are, 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 don't agree with this stuff. I mean, even, even they've seen over course of time that going through the proper channels in some regard gets, does get things done. It's, it's, it's this, there are other people pulling the strings of ignorant people that are causing this to get bigger than it is. And one thing that we're going to, I mean, guys, look, look, tonight's conspiracy corner is, is the United States plight and difficulty of dealing with communist thought. You will not believe what, what, what? The, some of the stuff we've got to show you tonight. I, I just, it makes me want to cry. With, with, with some of the stuff I've heard. I mean, it. This is. I believe it because it's happening. It's happening. If you want to do educate yourself, go back to 1962 or 1969 and look at some of the literature and the people that were talking back then. Okay, bring bring up my. Um, no, 
I'm not going to, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Let me finish this first. This is a problem I got. I start drinking guidance whiskey and give us, uh, you know, speaking of which uh, tonight's sponsors that help us uh, promote this show and, and, and for you guys to hang out with us for a little bit and ruin and ruin your day is uh, (laughs) Sony mobile guidance whiskey, uh, Aurora Nutriscience uh, with liposomal uh, Aurora. We're going to give away a package tonight. So if you want to put your hat in the ring, just say, I would like that. That package just uh, just a uh, texas air or you can uh, call in and we have our phone number there at the bottom or you can email us at uh, hvvcast dot uh, at gmail.com by the uh, way that's i've been using the the uh, vitamin c and uh I mean, oh you can feel it oh i mean i take lots of supplements anyways but it, it does seem like it 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 makes those amplified no, you, you can feel it. If you take it over time, I mean, it, it does. And, and the one thing that I've been taking for years and years is lipic acid. Uh, and, you know, the, the issue is, is getting this stuff into your system is, is difficult uh, through, through regular vitamins. And, and you have to be careful on what, on, on what you take um, because a lot of times regular vitamins have been shown to not even have uh, everything that they say they have in them. With this stuff, uh, you definitely through the liquid for sure, but the liposomal gets it into your cell, uh, and, and, and you take, and you absorb as much as your body needs. Uh, and it doesn't just go all out into the toilet. That That's the key, but we're giving away, uh, a package of, uh, Aurora Nutriscience tonight, uh, our good friends at guidance whiskey, uh, and Sony mobile, uh, always there for us. And then, uh, we'll, we'll and then we have, um, we have Titan, Titan motoring, Titan yeah. motoring sports as he likes to say out of Nashville, Cartronics, Hertz Audison, uh, and Modern Media Geeks, uh, as always. Oh, uh, Terry, we, we'll send you a package. So, th- like so, so these are coming down. Th- these statues are coming down. And and, they're, and now uh, Donald Trump is, is saying that President Trump is saying, we're going we're gonna, to uh, gonna prosecute you 10 years. It's going to be a federal offense. Uh, so things are, you know, in that regard, things are going to change. In the sense, as long as, as I guess the feds can get a hold of you, uh, because it's still up to the city or states whether or not they're going to use troopers or or, or, or sheriff's departments well, like, to take you down. I mean, I guess in D.C. these mobilized the National Guard. I saw. Yeah, because they were trying to take down an Andrew Jackson statue right. and God knows how much else. I swear to God, if they, if they, the if Abraham they do, Lincoln, yeah, no, if they if that happens, I'm going to D.C. I will stand up for that one. Well, I, I just read a thing in Newsweek that said they were uh, they had apparently defiled and were wanting to take down the Andrew uh, the the Lincoln Memorial that was paid for by freed slaves and um, Frederick Douglass actually spoke at the uh, uh, at the unveiling, but they're they're saying that I, I guess. Well, but then, and that's sort of the problem. Nobody understands the history of any of these people they're tearing down, and that's what really. That's what really gets you, that, that, that you don't understand the history. If you really, truly understood the history of some of these, and going back to George, you cannot give people, slavery still goes on in Africa. It still goes on in the Middle East and in and, and Asia. Slavery is still a thing, right? This whole idea, it took people time especially in Western Western culture to understand, even though a lot of people knew about it a hundred, 200 years before it ever came here, it had to stop that you couldn't, it was smarter to pay somebody to do something than it was to, to make them slavery, to make, to put them in slavery, whatever the case is, good, bad, or 
in between. This stuff was going, needed to stop. People knew it needed to stop. And our founders were living in a time where it was commonplace. So you can't tear down a statue of George Washington. You can't take away everything George Washington did because that would be like, you know, that would be like saying you did one thing in your life or a handful of things in your life that were terribly bad to other people. And so now nothing you've done is worth a shit and you should burn in hell. That's not how this works, especially when your time, when the time period was, was that was commonplace. So you really should give fact. Why not give substance to people that even back then knew it wasn't right. And we're trying to get rid of it. We don't see, let's build those statues. Well, also if you, erase history what are you going to teach i mean how do you how do you teach people don't do this again play go, you know what to jump the gun play the play the education play clip floor and conspiracy theory corner play clip clip four this is this is g ed uh, edward griffin now uh at an older age and, and i i just want to because what he said is very important and it, and it applies to right now in general what we're talking about play this clip and actually, at the turn of the last century, uh, that information was being delivered at a, an increasingly uh, higher level in America. The school systems uh, were doing a, an increasingly good job, I thought. But then with the advent of the rise of collectivism and the takeover of the educational system by the uh, missionaries of collectivism, and they started to rewrite the textbooks, and, and of course, then you got the the large influx of money from the Rockefeller foundations and the Carnegie groups and so forth. And they stated right in their own literature that their goal was to change the attitude of the people in America that favored collectivism. Wow. Literature. These words were used all the time, but I never heard them. And when I went to school and the words are collectivism on the one side, and individualism on the other side. What is that all about? Well, uh, when you take these other words like socialism, communism, fascism, leftist, rightist, you know, modern, all these things, you, you peel off the labels of those concepts, and all of them are variants of collectivism. So, you know, that, that kind of gets us into our into our conspiracy corner tonight a little bit there therein lies the rub you are either a cap you are either a, 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 a collective collective collectivist or you are an individualist this man in 1969 puts out information concerning communism and how russians and communists have come into what do we got are we in not yet <laughs> but he, he he comes out and we're going to talk about it more i'm getting there i'm getting there parker can you talk a little bit hey, put put your microphone up no no don't you don't, don't bring it down there just just unmute it there you go like that and then say something hello turn your gain up a little bit oh gosh no don't get up in it just talk hello hello okay that's it Un okay go ahead and mute it again all right, we're, cool. we're done. With yeah, we're done. I, I just want to make sure that people could hear you. Um, you know, so th this guy is a very interesting guy, and we're going to get more into him because it's it's very important. You're, you know, it is what it is. Let's let's finish up on this. O or uh, o Ocasio Cortez wins the the Democratic nomination in a primary uh, yesterday. She went. So so uh, uh, 
this was a big election. She wins by 70%. So now she is, she is, there's no more uh, a fluke win. This woman has done it, right? So what the hell was that? We got a phone? No. Um, she's done it. So now there's no fluke anymore. 70,000 people in the Bronx. How many ever people? I don't. I still don't know how many people have voted uh, on that. But my, my thing to this is this. Um, over half of voting precincts are coming in through the mail. I don't know about you. That doesn't make me feel good. No, it doesn't make me feel great. I, I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I, I think that I think you're going to see more of this. Uh, I was really I thought that she would get more of a fight, especially from um, especially from for, for the fact that she was so left and she caused, you know, the Amazon situation and she worried, you know, she worked so hard. You know, it seems like she tries so hard to be famous more than putting putting the constituency ahead of whatever she's trying to accomplish and and the fact of the matter is other than renaming some stuff she hasn't accomplished much so the question becomes and in, in, in this case is like what's going to happen in i'm not sure if she has anybody in november honestly there's uh, no republican I, I don't think so i don't think there's a republican in november for her but um I will say this, the Republicans put a shit ton of money behind uh, uh, the, 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 the Michelle, Michelle Cabrera. Yeah, she was a CNBC news anchor. Um, and she, she got a, a ton of money from uh, Wall Street, which probably didn't help her any. Uh, but she got a ton of money from the Republicans because obviously trying to get uh, Cortez out of there. But, but Cortez wins, uh, by the, they're saying, by 70% of the vote. I think at this point in time, this is what's going to solidify her to actually get some of these things done because now uh, people are going to take her more serious in in Congress Uh, because a lot of the, uh, a lot of it was because she primaried it as it's called uh, how she won what was um, uh, through the primary and defeating uh, other Democrats because there were more Democrats and you just, you don't need as many votes, but, Regardless, this this does solidify her place as a a true uh, contender in politics and 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 a, and a true person that's going to stay in the uh, in in uh, the House of Representatives at least for a certain amount of time. I would imagine that Senate would be uh, the next the next thing for her. Regardless, there there's that. So uh, you know, Rashida Tlaib, um, uh, Omar, some of these other uh, far leftists and and. And part of this, the, what was it? What were they called? Well, they were called something. Um, the three women, four women that were, what, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I can't remember. It's, you, you notice how closer to election, you don't hear anything from these people on, on, you don't hear anything. It's really interesting. Uh, and, and that house, uh, is really interesting to run for the house and the Congress, squad, the squad. Yes. Uh, th- that because the, you know, it's every two years. So, you know, you get right in there and you start running your mouth and then about you got about 18 months and then you got to shut your mouth again because if you say something too stupid, you could get unelected. So that two, those two year spots are interesting uh, in, in all capacity. Um, unelected. I like that term. 
What? Uh, you could get unelected. You could get unelected. Yes. It could. You could not be reelected. I can make up words if I want. It's my show. Shut you're, up, Chad. You're right. I tell you, between you and him, I, I, maybe I could. I'm going to take that black magic box. You, oh, Damn, Parker. That was rough. <laughs> Last but not least, Nashville. <laughs> Got canceled again? No, no. Oh. Oh, we did that already. Nashville is having a back the badge rally. Oh, I saw this. Yep. Held at Legislative Plaza on Sunday. Want to stand with our amazing law enforcement and public servants so that we can find solutions uh, to the important issues facing our state together. Here it is. There it is. Okay, Chad. Yes. Before we go into Conspiracy Corner and make everybody else sick. Yes. One thing that's getting better is the pollution in our oceans. There oh, was yeah? a kid out of Europe that, I mean, if you want to feel like you haven't done anything with your life, this kid's, uh, you know, 20 years old, and he created this uh, huge device that uh, takes out tons and tons of plastic from the ocean. But it, it, on, good, on a good term, uh, the first year's result of the Great Barrier Reef the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, we, we've taken out 24 elephants worth uh, of, of of plastic and junk. That's how we measure things now in elephants. Uh, that's how this this article measured it. 24 elephants. I mean, I guess if you can't decide between the standard and the well, it's system. saying it's saying 24 tons of liter, to, tones 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 of liter. I've never heard that form of measurement, so I'm assuming let's go that, back to the elephant. Right. Let's yeah. just have 24. You know, you, you you said, can we have something happy? And I, I tried to give you that. That's, that's great. great for this. No, no, no kid. that's I'm good. Get that's good. Get no, don't worry about it. I tried. I mean, elf. everything we talk about is so heated. I feel like. No, so I not, like when we have a so good. It's thing. not heated. It's not heated. Uh, Parker has videos. I don't really care what Parker okay. has. All right, everybody, it's that time of night. No, 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 no. To. Uh, <laughs> Parker, it's that time. <laughs> he is so unhappy right now. Conspiracy quarter. My favorite, favorite subject of all time. Favorite subject of all time. Conspiracies. Are we living in a land of communism? Has it happened in the United States? This first clip I'm going to play is going to come off of my computer. This is a young G. Edward Griffin. We saw his older version. This is like the Terminator, right? <laughs> Seriously, this is the Terminator. Uh, what you think when you're young and what you think when you're old. That's what's really fascinating about this guy, that he's been doing this for years, 60, 70 years, 60 years. And... We get to see the change of thought uh, and the way he looks at the world. And, and that's what makes this what him interesting, even though this clip is a little bit more uh, educational, but racial. So understand this is 1969 talking about how communist and Russia specifically is trying to change the United States. As early as 1928, the communists declared that the racial differences among our people constituted the weakest and most vulnerable point in our social fabric. 
by constantly probing and straining at this one spot, they calculated that eventually the cloth could be torn apart and that Americans could be divided, weakened, and perhaps even set against each other in open combat. They said in no unmistakable terms that the Negro people, because of their secondary social status and their predominant working class composition, offered greater revolutionary possibilities than any other cross-section of the population. To develop these possibilities, the communists proclaimed that the American Negro constituted a separate nation within a nation, a colony within the continental borders of the United States. The people of this nation were said to be oppressed and exploited by colonialist, imperialist, racist America. Consequently, the Communist Party called for their liberation, their right to self-determination, to break away from the United States and to set up their own nation within our borders. Now to bring this about, of course, force and violence must be used. A war of national liberation must be fought. And the communists are not stupid. They realize that revolution of force and violence dependent upon a minority is doomed to ultimate failure, except in those areas where they actually do constitute okay. a majority. Okay, cool. But they so basically you just had him read he just read from 1969 a, from a communist manifesto exactly what's going on in today's society. So tonight's conspiracy corner is interesting for two two reasons. I, I originally was going to look at Planned Parenthood because the, the, there's a conspiracy that says that Planned Parenthood was was primarily used to keep the black population down uh, because they they get more abortions. Uh, specifically than whites and Mexicans and Asians and, and, and people in general. And that's why I've always found it interesting myself when you look at census uh, reports that the, the black population in the United States has been uh, between 11 and 13 percent for as long as you can. It, there was probably more blacks in the United States uh, during slavery than there, there, there are now uh, uh, per capita. So point being is, that, um, you know, you, you, you start listening to these things and putting them together. So this is one person, this is one person that, that's talking about basically how capital or how communists have tried to infiltrate the United States and turn it. So what you have to understand is like we were talking about earlier is that even though most human beings do not want to change the way they do business or they do not want, they want the, they want to reap the benefit of their work and life during their life. Does that make sense, Chad? Yes. There are people who can see past it. There are people who can, that totally understand that what they're doing is a stone in the, in the walkway to wherever it is the bigger goal is trying to get to. Russia, for instance, and these are people that usually at the top of, of, of governments that understand this because they're going to get to lay the foundation. These people have laid the foundation. The clip you're about to see right now is from a man named Thomas Schumann. His real name is Yuri Zabzimov, Russian. That's changed his name to Thomas Schumann. I don't make fun of that. It's I'm not very good at names, and that's why I don't read them off when I play weddings. 
But point being is, this man was a Soviet journalist, a former PG, PGU, KGB informant who defected to Canada and had a, such a disdain for communism once he saw exactly how it worked and, and how it played out that he, he defected. This is going to make you sick. It's going to make you sick and it's going to make you uh, wish you could have uh, changed something before you were even born your parents, whatever the case is. Uh, play this first clip. Is, ...is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do, is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type of, of, of thrillers. So this is the beginning of the begin, because uh, as far as communism goes, again, if you barely touch the surface, everybody wants to bring up Marxism, right? Marxism, Marxism, that's Marxist, that's Marxist, okay, fine. It does help to understand that you are collective or you are individual. That's the first thing you have to understand. When you start peeling back the labels of liberalism, of democracy, of, of right, left, middle, lib, you know, Tea Party, all these different things. When you start peeling all this back, you do become, am I somebody that believes I'll take care of myself and I am willing to put in some money to have military and to, to have certain things that are bigger than me that the community itself can't do. So I'll chip in for that and, I'll, and, I, and, I, want, and I expect this to be done. These, just But on a small scale, individualism. You do you, I'll do me. Or on a collective basis, everybody, everybody throws in and we all kind of fish in that pond, which is socialism and communism and all these different things. So point being is, this guy is telling you, you are about to see what Russia has tried to put into place since, ni since 1923. Play the second clip. To change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Okay, so I, I, this is, I'm, I'm breaking this down because I want you to understand what he's, trying to, what he's about to do. He is about to give the stages of how communists, especially Russian communists, have, have taken over the United States and have, have infiltrated it, not through espionage, not through, you know, you ever seen The Americans? Yes. Yeah, right. I loved that show. Right. It was a great show. And he was saying, and this, this man is saying that it is not about the Americans. That, it, that, right. that, that the show Americans, for instance, is something that we do 
and glamorize and James Bond. We glamorize the spy. Right. You know, we like that. That's, but that's not the real goal. Is to change the mind of the people. That's how communism wins. Go ahead and play it. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result, the result you can see, most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. I mean, take that in, everybody, because that is exactly where we're at to the point of masks being worn when when somebody tells you that knows what they're talking about that you that a mask isn't doing you any favors it's it's not helping you it's not keeping you safe here's the proof here it is what it is we've had time to look at this we know what's going you don't know what to think anymore because you've depended on this on this whatever you entity that is supposed to take care of us that is supposed to be there for us we're supposed to depend on even going up to the the who uh, the world health organization and 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 no, now you're finding out you can't trust anybody you can't trust the world health organization you can't trust your own city state governments not because they're lying to you but because they don't have any idea and all these people have been on autopilot. So do you have, what do we have here as far as him explaining the stages? Is that, is that seven? Watch this. Stay in place and yeah. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept. Mm -hmm. These are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock, when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. So what, what he is saying there is, is, is basically you cannot, we're going to fool you into communism, but understand this, that once, once we do get communism and it's up and running, because I don't, and do we have what he says at the end? It's completed, right? That's going to be, okay. So basically what he's saying is that everybody that thought because 
everybody that thinks that communism on the on the front, when you read it, when you look at it, when you look at the the, the map, it looks wonderful. But when it actually is implemented, it turns it turns really bad, really really quick. Um, and and this is what every communist nation and 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 society has has proven is that it, you have extremely rich people and extremely powerful people, and then you have a shit ton of people that are just at the heel of of their uh, a w- their whim. This is what happens when it's completed, and and this is pretty disturbing. In 1985, what he said about the United States. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually, it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. That, I mean... That, that makes you sick. I mean, it makes me sick. It's insane. It's insane. This was 1985. We've only gone a, closer to that. I mean, here's the issue, right? Antifa and the Soros and and these and, and and even there are some arguments from Black Lives Matter to show where these organizations are getting their funding are coming from places that are not of of good of goodness, right? And so the issue is out of chaos. What is it out of what is the Masonic? It's out of chaos yeah, comes, uh, huh? Order out, of- order out of chaos tattooed on, you know, we don't, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not even going to get into it tonight, but it was <laughs> tattooed. They're saying that George Floyd was a 33 degree Mason. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Had it tattooed on his chest. Very interesting. That, that could be another time. I think that, uh, what is it? <laughs> yes, I know. I got your partner. I think that, uh, that's going to, I don't you you got anything you want to chime in on with this one? I mean, I, I don't know how you follow that guy. I mean, and to his point, and if you try to disagree, I I, I, I I'm going to tell you right now. Look up. Uh, I'm going to let's post some links tonight, yeah. okay? But 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 I'm going to put a, a clip on. Uh, the, uh, you guys have got to watch uh, G. Uh, Edward Griffin and, and definitely uh, Thomas Schumann. I'll put up the links uh, tonight on the show. Um, right now, we're going to do a. Uh, well, that was Conspiracy Corner. Do you want to play the clip again? I know how excited you are about Conspiracy Corner here on How Valid is the Validity? 
so soothing. Next uh, week, next week's conspiracy corner is uh, the uh, intelligence of AI, AI, and and uh, can we make AI smarter than us and control it? Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting topic. Um, right now, I want to uh, just tell you: make sure you go check out uh, Rick Borgia's. Uh, technology today segment uh we're making uh, segments and and um and uh and some of the other interviews their own thing their own thing so you can go pick it up this is rick's this week's uh technology today uh, this is what rick's talking about i discovered the quad lock system i mean i i attached it on, and I could lift up my bike from my phone. It was so securely mounted, all using the same mounting system, all super secure. You would literally have to rip the mount out of your waist or out of your belt for you to lose that phone. You could take this. It's adhesive on the back. You could stick this anywhere where you would want to have your your phone securely mounted. Now I've got this cool mount point on the back where I can literally just kind of snap everything into it. Uh, so make sure you check out he's on our on how valid uh, is the validity uh, Facebook page you can go check out his clip for this week uh, and what a neat little system I'm going to definitely purchase that myself I, I, I dropped my phone off my bike like 14 times well you know Chad uh, this is interesting because we, you know we are going to, uh, to have a, a segment eventually with Chad I'm hoping if we can get everything lined up where Chad goes and buys uh, stuff uh, and then it's going to start selling. But it, but it, there's these two particular places. Don't tell nobody what they I'm, are. I'm not. They're secret. You have to, you're going to have to watch the show. But I'm going to tell you something. If these places exist throughout the United States, you are going to be pleasantly surprised and interested into how you yourself can go and do some of this stuff um, and or buy stuff from Chad. Yeah, buy the stuff from me. We'll create all the entertainment. <laughs> we'll provide uh, all the products. Um, it's going to be fun. Gonna, I mean, we're, it's kind of uh, just to, to preview a little bit. So it's kind of going to be like a reverse Pawn Stars kind of a cross between that and uh, American Pickers, maybe. I, I definitely American Pickers cross. I will say that. But, you know, I, I would say more like uh, find the stuff under my bed, uh, uh, mug a guy at Amazon. That, I, I'd say that it was those three things probably. Wow. Um, yeah. Feel good about that. Kiss it. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors tonight. Please, uh, do you have the sponsor page here, Parker, that you can put up? Or do you, uh, oh, yes, there it is. Parker's getting so good, he didn't have to do anything, all right? He can't get the show started, but he just sits back and just drinking the Ultra. Sony Mobile, Aurora Nutriscience, uh, Titan Motoring, Modern Media Geeks, Guidance Whiskey, Hertz Audison, and Cartronics here out of Nashville, Tennessee. Those are our sponsors, and uh, those are our main sponsors there for How Valid is the Validity, Guidance, Guidance Whiskey, Sony Mobile, and Aurora Nutriscience. And we'll give away a package uh, for Aurora Nutriscience uh, tonight. If you are interested and you are listening on the podcast or somewhere else, you can uh, get a hold of us at uh, hvvcast.com, and we will send you some Aurora Nutriscience. It's great. Uh, I'm loving it. It is. It is. And it's an easier way to take a vitamin. Uh, this day, this day, uh, we, we, we got this day in history. Uh, I want to start this idea. Some interesting things. Some interesting things. In 1905, the first Nickelodeon opened. Really? Do you know what that is? No. 
Are you serious? Like the TV network? No. Okay, a Nickelodeon uh, was a show it was, uh, that you put a quarter, a nickel in, and it would it would it would give you a show. Uh, it was like a movie a movie theater. I didn't know that. That's cool. It's called yeah. Nickelodeon. That's how the TV show came about. Okay. That started That's... in 1905. It cost five cents, and the first one was the Great Train Robbery was the name of the uh, of the show. Uh, th- uh, this week in in 1910 was the first Father's Day. What do you think wow. of that? What That's great. Of? Well, that I was love the, Father's Day. The first Father's Day. And in 1931, Wiley Post uh, and his navigator, Harold Gaddy, took off for the first around-the-world flight on a single-engine uh, plane. What do you That's think awesome. of that? What do you think of that? Yeah. I'm going to see what else here. Judy Garland died uh, this week uh, of, of a accidental overdose. Not this week, but in history. Right? In history this week, right. Judy Garland's been dead since 1969. And uh, 2003, J.K. Rowling's fifth Harry Potter book, The Order of the Phoenix, was released and became the fastest-selling book ever. Wow. So that is uh, uh, Today in History. Hey, also, if you're a Cubs fan, yesterday was Ron Sandberg Day. And things we don't care about. Uh, can Speaking I, of that, baseball's have... coming back. No way. Yeah, they finally got an agreement. July, the end of July, baseball's coming back. No kidding. Yep, go Cubs. Oh, and tomorrow night uh, on Facebook Live, Chris Weaver Band, uh, you can watch uh, me and Chad. Chad's going to be my special guest for Chris, not Chris Weaver Band, but just just old Chris Weaver by himself <laughs> with old Chadster uh, up here. And uh, if from, you're tired of hearing us talk, we'll sing. Yeah, we're going to sing. I think more people will probably watch that. Eight o'clock Central, nine o'clock Eastern here on on Facebook. Uh, tomorrow night, and Thursday, U- the twenty, and the YouTube as well, right? Yeah, we're gonna do YouTube. We're gonna do YouTube. I've and, never done a YouTube live. I'm excited about that. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of Brazilians. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's gonna be a lot of Brazilians. Uh, I, I mean, I feel pretty good about tonight. Uh, I know it was a little bit draggy and a little bit educational. Next week, I'll try to make it a little it was less heated for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, eventually we got to stop with that with that stuff, and we gotta, you know, we gotta. Kind of, you know, I like being educational, but, uh, and, and I like talking about things that are, you know, interesting. But next week, we're going to talk about, uh, again, the conspiracy corner is going to be the AI. Uh, you, you definitely want to tune in for that. It's it's so interesting. And, and Andy will be here with us next week. Parker, we thank you for your uh, great ability to uh, get through the show, but not start it. And we appreciate no it. No call from your mom tonight? Should we call her? I thought that was a thing we were doing. I don't oh, know. yeah. Let's call her. Oh, yeah. Let's call mom. Saw my, my grandma was watching tonight. Nobody cares about that. She likes watching you. She just what doesn't like when you what are we doing? Did somebody call us? Did you miss a phone call? Parent? Yeah, that's it. All right, everybody. We're going to call my mother who broke her a leg. And, and your dad got her out on a tractor, right? Yeah, he took her out and he he chained her up and and yanked her. Oh, they knew we were calling. Oh gosh. Listen to this. They knew we were calling. You got my dad's cell phone number? Huh? Oh, Bob took the phone off the hook. No. Your mom. Oh, yeah. How, why do you have my mother's <laughs> number? Why do you have my mom's number? I don't understand. Maybe you can call her and ask how to start the call show. Call her. Call her. I bet she's on the phone. I bet she's on the phone right now. Oh. Look at this. Oh, call call waiting though. I forgot. Well, she's on the landline, right? That was the landline we just called. They I know that's why she's talking to somebody the, on the landline. They took all the fun stuff off. She's not going to answer. I know. I know. I know she's listening. I used to think she was. It's bad if we lost your mom. 
Jeez, we did. Mom's gone. Mom's gone. Oh, well, well, that was a good effort. Do you have dad's cell phone number? I kind of want to get a hold of one of my parents now. Is that possible? Angie says, hey, Chris. Hey, Angie, what are you doing, girl? Hi, uh, this is Cookie. Oh, listen, listen to how, hey, let's just listen to how sweet she is. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Mom. It's not available. Not available? <laughs> oh. I don't even care Thanks anymore. to Jason for sending in those uh, those links on the mask. We'll check those out. Yeah, and we'll put the links just to end it. They're not even watching the show tonight. That's how stupid this is. Everybody, tonight's uh, song of the week uh, picked by, is that, who's this? Who? Okay, go ahead. You're on how valid is the validity. How can we help you? Holy smokes, I can't believe I reached you guys. What? Um, it's too easy. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. it was, it was too easy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this could be bad. Uh, I'm living in a bus right now, uh, watching you guys on my cell phone. Who is and, this? Uh, really just, what? Who is this? Uh, my name's Brady Weddle. I'm a gigantic redheaded guy that saw you down in Florabama. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, that was a good night. Nights. Oh my God, that was a great night. <laughs> so you're living in a van down by the river. What do you? Yeah, where are you on the road? Uh, uh, I'm not on the road, and I'm not by the river. I live by two big lakes. Uh, I'm uh, I'm in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, and damn. um, yeah, I I see your guys' stuff all the time, and I tune in when I can. Oh, and thank you I very really much. Dig it. I pre- we'll, so, we'll, we'll be playing some music tomorrow. What? So I said we'll be playing some music tomorrow. So you can that might be a little bit more fun for you. Oh, yeah. I, I catch your guys' live music all the time. It's great. It's a blast. So what's going on? I mean, as far as why are you you live in Nebraska or, or you're just out there right now? I, I was born and raised in Nebraska City. And uh, that's a town of about 6,000 people. So I moved, uh, I moved to Lincoln when I hit college. And um, I'm just west of Lincoln now. And I, like, I build houses for a living and shit. How how's things how how are things in Nebraska? Um, you know, like like they're pretty good, and my occupation, like I don't have to really worry about like the whole virus thing or anything. Um, yeah. So I mean, I like is, Nebraska a lot. Is anybody the, worried the about it in Nebraska? Perfect. I mean, is anybody worried about the the COVID in Nebraska? Are you wearing mask? Are people wearing masks and stuff like that, or what? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's real hit or miss. Nebraska's um, very. Um, very conservative state so like you know half of our population thinks um thinks that the the that it's a hoax and the other half's like well man you know you, you should probably just wear your mask and yeah we're gonna get through this thing interesting anyway so nebraska uh, city i mean so is that where you're at now is nebraska city uh no I, i'm just west of lincoln um i'm i'm between lincoln and uh Seward and Seward's about the size of Nebraska City, but like west of Lincoln, there there's not really much out in Nebraska. You yeah, know, you sure. got you got Grand Island, which is like eighteen thousand people, and then you got Denver. Oh wow! So you get you got Omaha, Lincoln, and you know if you got a P, you got Grand <laughs> Island, and then you got Denver, which is another like six hours out you know oh my so, god that's so you funny. pull over on the side of the road and just just do it <laughs> what so you just pull over on the side of the road and just do the thing basically yeah i'm right off the interstate uh, i'm right off i-80 like 
uh, and then I got I got a lake out here, but the the campground I'm in. Uh, let me think. I think we're losing. Or there's six, there's six like people in my campground. So I mean, so do, I'm do, you in guys, do you guys take care of each other, uh, uh, like in a in a commune, a communist uh, way? Uh, you you, a, you cult? a cult, or you you make stuff, they make stuff, you fish, they fish. I mean, not 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 even kind of, <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. Uh, Outstanding. Oh my god, that's this was great. such a great unexpected. Oh yeah. So, is there anything you wanted to talk about tonight? What did you want to talk about? Something in particular, or are we just having fun? Oh no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say like minimum two to three of the spots taken in my campground are alcoholics for sure, because the dumpster is just like full of liquor bottles. So, are you? Do you drink? Yes, I drink. Okay, so I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna send you. He saw you at Florida. I'm gonna so. send I'm gonna send you a bottle of of guidance whiskey. Where do we send it? I mean, do you do you get your mail there? You have to go pick that up somewhere else. Uh, so I get I get my mail at my boss's place. He's about five miles away. That's fine. If you send us uh send us send us your address where I can send that, and I'm gonna send you out some whiskey. Absolutely. So um. What's kind of cool about this, so I got these two lakes here, which is fun. I go kayaking, and I like it's public land, so I can shoot guns out there and like have fun. Um, and it's about a mile and a half from where I'm at. Uh, but across the street from me is an abandoned hippie commune. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, titled, it's titled Prairie Peace Park. So That's outstanding. Uh, get on YouTube and look up Prairie Peace Park. Okay. Um, Nebraska, and you'll find a bunch of YouTube videos and shit. And uh, I got I got wandering through that. It's 22 acres of abandoned property that's really like kind of spooky. Um, but apparently, their whole thing was like it was all about the children, which seems great and all, but it's kind of creepy. <laughs> Uh, uh, that would. I'm trying to decide whether we we should go visit or we should run. Hey, listen, I will send you a bottle of whiskey for everybody you get to listen to this show on Wednesday nights. Well, I, I do my best. Like I, I tell people constantly, like, man, I saw this band in Alabama or in Florida, and uh, not only are they an amazing band, but they like do all this shit online and everyone's like yeah whatever <laughs> and i'm like no i'm serious like you, you guys need to check you need to check this shit out it's great well listen i'm going to send you a bottle of whiskey i'm going to send you some cds i'm going to send you a, a hat i'm going to send you all kinds of stuff Holy and, and and thank you for uh listening and and please uh talk to us anytime call in anytime you want we appreciate it hey make sure you text okay. your text your address to the number that you called that way we'll have that to yeah. or your boss's address um so uh, all right i can do that all right Chris, your so, mom's calling um i i caught you guys live one night playing a show and i and you were giving away a stereo and so i sent you up i sent you a uh, picture of my little sound system in my bus oh do you and, need a stereo uh, what that's a done deal hey send me send, send us your address i'm sending you a bottle of whiskey and a stereo that's happening Oh fuck! I don't need the stereo. I just thought it was funny. No, I mean you don't want a stereo. You don't want a stereo. You don't want a stereo. I mean, 
I'd happily take a stereo. <laughs> but but you use this stereo. Yeah, you're getting a stereo. This is happening. You're gonna you're gonna get a stereo. I'm sending you a stereo. Sony Sony Mobile's gonna send you a, a awesome stereo. I hope you can use it in your truck, and we'll send you a, a bottle of whiskey too for those uh, cold nights. Hell yeah. Yes, that you did a good thing by calling, and please share the show, and and we hope to hear from you again. And be careful out there. In the oh, basket. I share the shit out of you guys. <laughs> hey, I love thanks. this guy. What's your name? Brady, like the bunch. Brady, put Brady that in. Brady the put that in on his number too. All right, Brady, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Send I'll, me. I'll send you guys my address. Yeah, we'll send it right now. Face. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Brady. All right. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Is she on here? Uh, she, I think Parker's trying to get her back. M- Mom finally called in. Mom finally called in. Brady was that was he was cool as shit. Yeah, he was. I mean, we could we could hang out in that bus. Damn, I'm gonna go out to I want to go to Nebraska. I mean, maybe we need to do some picking in Nebraska. I'm gonna, I mean, I'm sending we'll go him, to the Prairie Hippie Palace. I'm sending him a radio and and a bottle of whiskey. I mean, he's going to tracking eat, device and a tracking device. <laughs> Mom, let me see. Yeah, hi. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Weaver, Miss Weaver, did you stop listening to the show tonight? Right on. What? Hello, Miss <laughs> Weaver, did you stop listening to the show tonight? No, I've been listening. We've been trying to call you for 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. What an idiot. Well, something's wrong with the landline phone. Uh, no, yeah, something's wrong with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, moms, they still use AOL. When you get on the internet at my mom and dad's house, it goes... Yeah. Still sounds like that. Mom, so, you know, you broke your leg. Mom? Mom? Mom, you broke your yeah. leg. Mom, you broke your leg, right? You bro- broke broke it. I broke my ankle, not you- my leg. Oh, you broke your ankle. Uh, so, are you getting any closer to to uh, to getting healed up so that you can go out and, and get back to the field work? Yes, I went to the doctor the other day, and he said it was healing up really well. And I go back in three weeks, and hopefully this boot comes off, and I can try to get back to some normalcy again. And so, without Dad having to wait on me twenty four seven. Right, Dad. And, and you know, how, but I do have fun. Uh, and how about him being a hero? Tractor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dad, dad really, dad, I would say dad has been a hero in, in, in your ankle break, correct? I mean, dad's really been a hero. Dad has been a hero. And yeah, and I may just milk this for all I can so he can keep waiting on me. <laughs> so, I mean, would you say that dad has been the best husband a woman could ever ask for? I would probably, yes. I would probably say that. <laughs> Tell Chris what yeah, I get my inheritance. I think Dad said I oh. get my inheritance now. That's awesome. So I mean, but, but 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 seriously, Mom. I mean, Mom. But let's be honest here. Hey. I mean, breaking your ankle has been really rough, correct? Jeez. <laughs> right. So I'd rather and do so anything. I'd rather do anything else. Right. So and 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 you know you have you've been laid up, correct? I mean, you you could. You, it's hard to get places, right? Yeah, right. And so, and dad has been the best husband a, a woman could ever want. Yes. Yes. See, so, I mean, I, you know. So do other women want him? I'm, I'm... No, nobody wants him. No. <laughs> my, my dad, is, no. Is your no, mom no, about to auction no, him no. off? My, my dad has, my dad has no ass. He, he, he literally, he, he is, he is, he is tired all the time. He doesn't want to do anything anymore. I got him a rabbit. Uh, when he had surgery and he still sleeps with it. No a, woman, a rabbit? No, no woman wants that. 
No, from the gift shop. From the gift shop. Oh, not like an actual rabbit. No, but a, a, a rabbit from the gift okay. shop. I was confused why you give your dad a rabbit. So, so, surgery. so my mother, and and I think that hopefully by next week, uh, now that she's able to talk again, because uh, you know when she broke her ankle, she lost her voice, and and so, and so uh, we're going to talk about uh, my mom has written some children's books and does these artistic uh, rocks, uh, mostly ladybugs, which I'm very happy. I took about a million pictures and did a million things. We're going to talk uh, to her. I, I think next week we'll talk to you about that, Mom, and I'll have some of this stuff done, and people can watch it, and, and then they can purchase okay. them for their children and stuff like that. Um, but uh, okay. the bottom line is, I mean, what we've focused on and understood is that Dad is the best dad husband you've ever met. And, and I think that absolutely right. Okay. So, so what I would appreciate is, is, uh, the next time that I see you, that, uh, I am made meatloaf and uh, dad gives me money. That's so my favorite yes, meal right. ever. I think, I think I have accomplished. Well, at least 50% of that is right. Right. So mom, listen, I hope that you, uh, get better soon and, and ev- the public loves you. I love you. Uh, and, uh, if I see you uh-huh. again, it'll be too soon. I know. It's usually what I say. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see you. Chad, Just if you don't, and, and Parker is super excited. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Parker's had my mom's uh, cell phone number in his phone for weeks. Uh, and, and I, could, I picture, I picture. Hey, Parker, call me anytime, hey, honey. Mom, you chill out. You got the best husband ever. You just admitted it. Everybody, uh, my mother, uh, Chad uh, Bearden and Parker, uh, thank you so much. And you've just watched and, and listened to another How Valid is the Validity. We'll see you next week for episode 12. This is this week's Song of the Week, uh, Bell Bottom Blues by uh, uh, Larkin Poe. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Gregory. Choose a place.